0: hello and welcome back to another episode of anchor down with me andy burgess the podcast where i get to sit down with other creatives and talk through their process of how they built their business or their brand and today's guest is joe binder he is the ceo and founder of wow a personal branding company for founders and ceos joe is also a former youtuber and he was one of the first friends i actually made when i moved to london we're very similar but we also Think in very different ways. That's why I wanted to get him on the podcast. We talk about how he started his YouTube channel, why he moved away from that, and how he started his business, along with managing time. Joe is so meticulous about how he spends his time, and I actually think it's a really great trait. So, just a quick note we are still in lockdown sometimes the audio isn't always great on these remote podcasts we had a little bit of an issue on joe's end so hopefully that doesn't discourage you too much and you can still enjoy this incredible conversation that i had with my good friend and business entrepreneur joe binder how are you wait so where are we we live yeah, of course we're live. Oh, I would have given always. a better
1: clap. Who would have thought? Wow, and Burgess, how you
0: You're so on brand that you say your company's name in your intro.
1: And I always have to say the company name in the intro.
0: Well, it came from that, right? It came from your... Because you're always like, wow. Actually,
1: the, the company was named because I was panicking over having to send my first ever invoice. I haven't even, hadn't even registered the company, hadn't set up a bank account at this point. And I was sitting in my room stressing out. And I messaged my brother-in-law, and I was like, right, mm-hmm. now or never, I need a company name. And he's a huge David Bowie fan. And he was just yeah. like, call it call it Word on a Wing. And I was like, hold on a minute, Word on a Wing? It sounds kind of poetic, and it's also about writing. And then I thought, actually, let's, let's take this down to W-O-A-W, wow. Um, yeah. And that was
0: how the company was named. I did not know that. I thought it was just because you're always like, "Wow, um, that's." I love the Bowie reference as well and the writing. Okay, there's there's so many layers to your name.
1: There, there are there are a few layers indeed. You're right.
0: <laughs> and that's very exciting. Do you know what else is really exciting? I've seen that Joe Binder has updated his uh, profile picture to a different background. Don't
1: get me started, Andy.
0: What does the blue symbolise this time?
1: Well, the the blue is just our new branding so i didn't put too much thought into the color um but i had a really great designer carl holden has helped me out with the visual identity um Mm -hmm. but the reason i'm so excited about changing my profile picture god this sounds so bloody millennial (laughs) um is because i think when you're building a brand on social media and you're trying to get people's attention and you're trying to build familiarity with what your face looks like and your name you really need something that pops and when you have a look at the size of your profile picture when you comment on somebody's um, LinkedIn post or when you send them a DM on Instagram it's tiny um, and you need something to really make it pop and when you have one solid bold colour as the background behind you it really helps with that.
0: I heard you talking about that on your Instagram, and I was like, that's so true. It makes a lot of sense. And the reason I bring that up is because you've had, is it the same photo, but just a different background? Because you had the yellow one.
1: So the timeline of my uh, profile okay. picture changes. Um, no, So when I was at Cambridge <laughs> yeah. and um, trying to become a YouTuber, I think it was yellow. And then I changed mm-hmm. it to like a salmon style pink, which matched the branding of yeah. the company when I started it. And for me, that was like, Closing the book of being um, a Cambridge University student trying to build a blog around that um, and the start of me being a bit more professional online. Now we're back to blue.
0: Ah, okay. I get it. So it symbolizes like change times in your life where things are changing. Because I remember when you were yellow. I remember when it was yellow. The good old days when we were yellow. Yeah, because we met at the end of your YouTube your time in youtube right
1: yeah exactly you
0: just mentioned you were at cambridge can you give us a rundown of what you what you did at cambridge and um how you started out on youtube
1: sure so i remember getting the offer to to go to cambridge and i was so 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 excited about it but i was also really nervous i had a massive inferiority complex where i thought that i just wasn't good enough and in a lot of ways i still kind of have that um but the first thing I did was go onto Facebook and type in students of faith, students of Cambridge, because I assumed that there would be a Humans of New York style blog about the students of Cambridge um, that would show what they're actually like. Because in my head, it was just a bunch of super posh people who had had the best education in the world um, and were you know the most intelligent souls. And I was just I felt so out of my depth, and I just wanted something authentic and human to show me that there were real people there and um, and I wasn't so different but that didn't exist so I made it my mission to create that once I got to Cambridge so that was the first social media project I was involved with I would work I would walk around the the college campus and around the city and ask random students I would stop them in the street and I'd say sorry hi are, are you a student here and they would give me some weird look and I would explain to them that I wanted to take a photo of them and I wanted to interview them. And from that interview, I would take a word for word quote from them and use it as the caption to their photo and then upload on social media. And it started off um, really interesting because people had no idea what I was doing, but it quickly gained traction in Cambridge. Then we expanded over to Oxford, then to Durham, then Bristol, then Exeter. And that was at its peak getting 2.5 million hits a month. So that was my first kind of insight into social media um and then i started the youtube channel in my final year um which kind of took over my life and my studies i thought i was going to fail at one point because i just i had my heart set on youtube i thought my future was going to be a youtuber um and so i kind of let go of working so that's in a nutshell my university life
0: damn what did you do at uni again i
1: studied geography
0: Studies Geography, that's it. Okay, so you were doing YouTube at the time. Did you fail uni? You made it through in the end?
1: Um, I made it through. I got a 2-1. My director of studies was shocked, to say the least.
0: (laughs) But now you're not doing geography. But uh, YouTube set you up for what you do. And you do have that, I mean, it, you've translated it over into like the business world, obviously. But you have that, I hope you don't take this as offense, but you have that YouTube personality. You're very outgoing. You're, you're not afraid to go up to anybody and just start a conversation. Great on camera. You have all those assets.
1: So many compliments. Thank you.
0: So I did a podcast the other week with Will. He always talks about you every time I see you, Will Carmack love him yeah he's a great guy and he's like i used to love watching joe's vlogs all the time so that was a lot of fun so when you were doing youtube did you treat it like a business at the time
1: that's a really good question i got obsessed with the numbers very quickly the amount of people that were viewing yeah. the videos commenting and, and following um it was only once i started to get free products that i start to see it in a in a in a proper commercial light um mm-hmm. because then I was aware that, you know, I had a video with 20,000 views, the majority of which were students that wanted to go to university or were currently at university. And it's quite a niche audience that can be tapped into by a brand that wants to connect with those people. Um, so that's when I started to, to look into influencer marketing and I learned a bit about that.
0: I like your new... Um branding on your twitter i haven't actually been on the new wow website but i like the tagline of what your company is which i guess this is probably the best way to set it up oh i really like the website sorry i've got my phone open i'm going through all these things but your line right um personal branding for founders and ceos that's essentially what you do right exactly and i think that's the clearest way that i've i've heard it been described
1: yeah i mean it took a while to get to that point because when i started the company it was all over the place i was doing Facebook ads for some people. I was doing a bit of LinkedIn content writing for other people. I was trying to manage somebody's Instagram. Like It was all a bit of a mess. It was only once I really looked into it and saw the niche that is personal branding for founders and CEOs um, that I really started to push that as a a central kind of component of what we do. And since then, that is essentially the entirety of the the business.
0: How is it going right now? Because I remember when you started it and I'm really... I'm always really excited to talk to you because we're both in the social space, I guess, but we've both taken very different roads. And I always appreciate your insights and your thoughts because they're very different to mine.
1: You're a creative genius. That's why they're different.
0: But there's, there's a lot of things that I don't think of like you do. Like you've been able to grow this business in what? is it in two years or so
1: yeah exactly two years
0: pretty much by yourself you're like your contract workout right
1: yeah so we work with clients on um a 12 month basis or a six month basis and then we pull together a bunch of different freelancers whether they're videographers designers writers um and then we thread everything together so that we can um essentially be a one-stop shop for all personal branding needs for a client
0: so when, when did you decide that it was going to completely go down this personal branding route? Like you were saying, you were doing a bit of Instagram work for people, LinkedIn. Is LinkedIn still a big thing for you?
1: Yeah, LinkedIn is huge right now. I think a lot of people would have heard Gary Vee compared current LinkedIn to 2012 Facebook, and he's absolutely right. There are so many people who consume content on the platform, but there just aren't mm. that many people posting. Now Now that is changing Um, But I remember a few months ago, I did a speech at PwC about building a personal brand. And the way I started off the the workshop was by asking them to put their hand up if they had been on LinkedIn that morning. Bear in mind, this was like at 9am. Everyone in the room put their hand up because naturally, everyone's on LinkedIn, everyone scrolls through the newsfeed. And then I said, great, now keep your hand up if you've posted on LinkedIn in the last week. One person kept their hand up, everyone else's hands shot down. And I think that really shows it because... There are so many people consuming content, but there aren't that many people producing good content. So if you understand what good content looks like on social media and you apply that to LinkedIn, then you have this huge audience just waiting for you and waiting for your content. So it's definitely a good opportunity. And that's why we're pushing that as the main platform with the majority of our clients.
0: Yeah, that makes sense as well, especially with the clientele, right? If they're all CEOs and founders, it's a perfect place for them to be. I want to share a story about LinkedIn because you're so right. And you've always been the one to me pushing LinkedIn. Even like the other day, you were like, oh, you should put your podcast on LinkedIn. So I just like I I shared it up there yesterday. And I have to admit, I haven't been doing it as much recently. But a year ago, I was maybe spending 15% of my efforts just posting on LinkedIn. So not a lot at all, but I was getting so much return. And like you said, I just, I would post just like videos or images that I would have done on Instagram and YouTube and just maybe change the caption a little bit. And I actually got so much work from them. I started working with free through a LinkedIn post, um, just connecting with somebody. And then they became one of my biggest clients that year. And that was all, yeah, just through like posting on LinkedIn and like starting the right conversation there.
1: It's awesome. That's really, really
0: good. Uh, Something else I wanted to ask you about. I'm putting money into stocks and shares now, Joe. We're in that time. Boom! Yeah. So I'm going to put in, I think, 10 grand mm-hmm. into a, is it stocks and shares ISA? Yeah. And I'm going to leave that there for like the next five years, I think.
1: Nice.
0: So the reason I bring this up is because you rung me the other week and we had a conversation about this. Well, do you want to explain why, like, we kind of like have looked to do this now and your insights on that?
1: Yeah, sure. I read a book called *Money: A User's Guide* by I think it was Laura Watley, um, yeah, Laura Laura Waiterly, um, and I was just trying to, at the time, get to grips with understanding mortgages um, and taxes. But there was a really interesting section on there about stocks and shares, and it made me realize, amongst you know other research, that if you have, let's say, ten grand sitting in an easy access bank account which a lot of us do, if you don't plan on using that 10 grand anytime over the next few years, um, if you have an emergency pot somewhere else, then your money will become less valuable over those few years because the interest rates you'll be getting are so tiny that you won't actually be able to build up any wealth and it will just essentially deteriorate with inflation. Whereas if you're to invest that money, um, then you can... Sure, it's, it's a bit riskier, but it's much more likely that you're going to get a return on that. And you can look at historical data of the stock market um, and you can see very clear peaks and, and troughs. And we've just had um, a bit of a downturn with everything that's going on with coronavirus. But ultimately, if you can afford to lock money up for a, for a good few years, then you can be safe in. Well, I'm not a financial advisor, so I shouldn't really be saying this, but do your research and you'd probably feel you know, assured that you can put money in there and it will grow over that period of time rather than having it in a pot which essentially has no wheels on it and isn't gonna gonna change at all.
0: Yeah, that's the way I'm looking at it. I've got money away that I'm like, okay, I don't actually feel like I'm gonna need this right now. So let's try and find ways to invest it and think more long term.
1: What about you, Andy? What what's going on for you at the moment? What's your 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 biggest project right now
0: so i mean so this is going to probably go out in like a month because i'm backlogged so yeah i just finished the red bull project it's kind of how i've been spending my time but it's tricky because most of my job relies on me traveling so it's it's been interesting trying to adapt to like a new format
1: that's really interesting and what how do you think that will will be impacted by coronavirus
0: um what like my traveling Just everything that you're doing right now. The working, like the at-home working hasn't changed too much because I've been like freelance like this for a couple of years. So I'm not relying on like a monthly paycheck. I'm actually doing pretty well. Good. I don't know. I feel bad saying that sometimes. I see There's so many people struggling out there and there's so many problems. But as it stands today, um, I'm doing okay. I'm just trying to like make the most of it, you know. Um, so once all this lifts and we can start traveling again, I can just like go and just make a bunch of videos. I'm ready to just get back out there.
1: I'm glad. I'm, I'm really pleased with that.
0: So also, I'm wary of your time. So I just want to kind of like start to wrap things up. And one thing I do want to talk about like, or get your thoughts on, and I don't think this is a criticism at all, but you're very conscious about your time and where you're spending your time is that a fair assessment definitely a fair assessment why is that why is that um i guess
1: it all roots back to me wanting to be like insanely successful Mm -hmm. um and there's so much that i want to achieve there's so much that i want to build there's so much that i want to do um and i think ultimately that all comes down to how much you can get from each day that goes by. There's a really interesting book called Atomic Habits by James Clear, um, where he breaks down this idea of a habit tracker. Um, and that has really changed my view of like what can be achieved in one day if you structure it properly. Because ultimately, whatever goals you want to achieve, it's all very well saying okay, New Year's resolution, I want to I be super fit, I want to go to the gym every day, or I want to, you know, get to £30,000 a month in returning revenue from my company, whatever it is, um, it's quite difficult to, to really action those goals when they're just such big targets. But if you work back and assess them on a daily basis and think, okay, if I want to reach thirty grand a month in revenue, what needs to be done to get there? And then think about the amount of clients you need, the amount of work it takes to get a client, and then you can start to think about how those pockets of your time can be filled with work that could achieve that goal, then it makes the entire thing much more manageable. So I think I'm conscious of my time because ultimately, I want to get a lot out of it. And that means having to assess it on quite a strict basis in the now, um, so that I can actually get there in the future.
0: That, That makes a lot of sense. That's fair. I've started really using Trello as like a to-do list that I stick to. Like I have monthly goals, weekly goals, and then like daily tasks, what I'm doing. And I find like I'm getting through them all, like each day, I'm doing what I do. I like having this structure, but I find I get really anxious if, for whatever reason, I get diverted for like half an hour. For example, I knew I had this podcast at two. So at half one, I started to make lunch, but I was anxious because making lunch was taking me away from editing a video for an extra half an hour before I could talk to you. But I also know that I probably should eat. So I'm like in a right state of mind for this.
1: We're so similar. I'm literally without food right now and I'm really hungry um, and I've got a call shortly after this so in my head mm. I'm like when am I going to eat and I need to be able to eat otherwise I'm going to get tired but it is really difficult it is really difficult and I don't think anyone you know has it gets it perfect.
0: Yeah I, I like having a balance of living with my girlfriend like she works like nine till five and like we make dinner we do things in the evening so I think having a a work life balance is quite nice, but I do find, especially in the last few months, like working on this show is that I feel like there is not enough hours in the day, you know, but you push through,
1: you push through, you grind. Yeah. You're a grinder. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, Joe, I appreciate you and your time and I wish you all the success and I can't wait to actually catch up in person again. Um, Andy,
1: I appreciate you and I wish you all the success and I can't wait to catch up in person with you again
0: me neither i um i just have to tell people i was there when joe like was starting out this company and we used to spend lots of days working together and both sharing our problems and watching each other climb these different ladders um and i'm so glad to continue doing that to my friend
1: me too andy you've smashed it i'm really proud of you
0: oh Thanks, mate. Well, I'm proud of you too. <laughs> okay, quickly, final thing. Are you still running during this, or now you have no races, are you not?
1: No, so the marathon's been postponed and it'll probably be cancelled altogether. So yeah. I've stopped my marathon training. I've got oh, lazy.
0: Joe. Are you still running? Well, yeah, so I was meant to do the Hackney Half, which has been postponed, probably will be cancelled, and the Triathlon, um, which is probably also going to be cancelled. But I. Jeez, this is what it's you a lot do. of
1: exercise, Andy. It's a lot of exercise
0: yeah so i've been still going but i have two friends who are both struggling as well so we've started like a little whatsapp group and um, each week we challenge each other to run a certain distance so like this week it's like okay you have to run 30k and if you don't run 30k that week the remainder gets added on to your run next week um so wow. we're kind of like pushing that each is other to brutal. Do yeah and are you, are you all following it, it? it pardon
1: are you all following it religiously
0: yeah, well we this is the first week, but yeah, so I know I have to do 20k by Sunday, which is fine. Um to do. It's yeah, fine for so, you because
1: you're a bit of a nutter when it comes to running, aren't you? I've seen your your Strava. Uh
0: well, no, you 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 I'm so impressed with what you did. You um went from like what running 4k to like being able to run a marathon in like a couple of months. That is crazy.
1: My first run was actually 4 minutes. It was funny because I, I was I was at work life in, in the offices and I said to the people at the front desk, I'm going for a run. And they were like, oh, amazing. Yes. How long are you running? And I, was, I literally said to them, I'm literally just running around the block. And this is my first training run. And they were like, oh, fine. And then they all looked a bit shocked when I turned back up like four minutes later. <laughs> and I was like, I told you I'm running around the block. And they, yeah, I mean, was that. Um, and then I probably ran for like 10 minutes. That's probably my next run after that. Um, and then just gradually built it up. Do you run through Hampstead Heath? I have run through the Heath. It is so nice it's to run so there. So
0: nice. That's what I want. I want this to all open up for lockdown and I want to run to the Heath in summer. I think that would be amazing.
1: That'd be ideal. I also want to go swimming in Hampstead.
0: Yes. Well, my plan for the triathlon is to run to Hampstead Heath. So from Hackney, it's about eight kilometers, nine kilometers, swim in the Heath and then like find a way of cycling home.
1: Love that. That's, That's wicked. Yeah. It's got to be a really sunny day there if you want to go for a swim there because it'll be bloody freezing. Yeah,
0: it's got to be hot. It's got to be hot. Um, All right, Joe. Thanks a lot for this, man.
1: Andy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me as a guest on your podcast.
0: You're a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate you. So thank you so much, guys, for making it all the way to the end of this episode and tuning in. If you want to see more of what Joe is up to, all his links are in the show notes, as well as links to his company. Wow. If you are a CEO or a founder who's interested in personal branding, then perhaps Joe's services are exactly what you're after. So do go check out Joe there. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. And we will be back next Tuesday with a brand new episode. Um, Stay safe. Look after yourselves, be kind to each other, and yeah, catch you guys in the next one.